This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Aussie Mac Zone. Aussie Mac. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Welcome to Aussie Max Zone Show 372. Again, no Zahn tonight. There was no Zahn on Monday night. That's that's why we left it. Um, his partner um, had to go to work, so she was busy. And then I had a meeting last night, and she got called into work tonight. So here I am on my own, just me controlling, trying to control everything see what we can get up here so our first story in our Aussie Apple ramblings this week Facebook 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 so did Australia beat the global tech giant that's basically what I'm asking has anybody got any opinions Facebook has started to enter into agreements with Australian media outlets and is putting back the group pages that went away last week. So, did we beat them? Or did they just con us so they get it at a cheaper price? Or, I don't know myself, of course. So, be interesting to see how it all pans out, won't it? And now that we've, now that we've done it, other countries are going to try and do it too, of course. But we are very special, aren't we, in Australia? We all know that. Uh, let me see. Uh, comments. Sorry, I'm just doing two things at once. Um, you know, we blacks can only do one thing at a time. So, we do that. We do that, and we say, and we, I'm just going to yell out for a minute, so I just mute that. So I just got the approval, because I dropped my mic just before we started, so I wanted to make sure it was still working. <laughs> now, uh, Apple is the most relevant brand to consumers for the sixth year in a row. 9 to 5 Mac reports, Apple has been found to be the most relevant brand to consumers for the sixth year in a row. The result was announced after surveying 13,000 US consumers on 228 brands. Profit, the company behind the survey, said that relevant brands had six key characteristics. It said brands need to be both adaptable and authentic. Relevant brands find their way into our hearts by continually doing what seems impossible. They adapt quickly to customers' changing needs and expectations, but they do so by remaining ever more true to themselves. Four specific characteristics were identified. Customer obsessed. These companies know what matters to customers, finding new ways to meet their most important needs. Ruthlessly pragmatic. These are the brands that have our backs, making life easier by delivering consistent experiences and they always make good on their promises. D 
distinctively inspired, modern, trustworthy and inspirational, these are the brands that have a larger purpose, helping people to live out their own values and beliefs. Pervasively innovative. These companies never rest, always pushing for better products, services and experiences. They outperform competitors with new solutions for unmet needs. Apple was named number one for relevance ahead of Peloton, KitchenAid, Mayo Clinic and Lego. They were a couple of interesting ones. Lego and the Mayo Clinic. Lego probably because they make uh, kits of things like these days, the Star Wars and, and the movies, that sort of thing. Glad to see the Mayo Clinic's in there. That's pretty special. Peloton, I think, is the company that makes bikes. Um like indoor uh, bikes that your yeah, Apple Watch and stuff deal with. Check your heart rate and exercise bikes. That's the word I'm looking for. KitchenAid, I think they make electronic uh, smart home stuff in the kitchen, I think. I'm not 100% sure there. But Apple takes the top honour again as number one in our survey with near-perfect scores in all four drivers of relevance. This year it continues to earn adoration with innovation, dependability and inspiration. Among the first retailers to proactively close the stores, the April launch of a lower-priced iPhone landed at just the right moment for cash-conscious consumers. Updated Macs and iPads dazzled homebound workers and students. And with Apple TV, we love you, Ted Lasso. Just stop there for a minute. Ted Lasso. Uh, so, uh, what's his name? Um, Jason Sudeikis won a, not an Emmy, um, uh, one of the big TV show awards in America last night. He was, um, along with Shits Creek and etc. So, congratulations to Jason. Now, it's establishing self as a content genius too. So, of course, there are more in the show notes. Now, just change this picture here for a minute. Yes. So, today at Apple, product skill sessions are now available online. So 9 to 5 Mac again. Today at Apple is bringing more of its free creative sessions online for anyone to attend. Beginning in March, product skill sessions covering the basics of iPhone, iPad and Mac will be available in a new virtual format. COVID-19 has kept Today at Apple out of US stores for nearly a year, but creatively never stopped online. Virtual sessions hosted on WebEx, a growing alternative that are uh, sorry, a growing alternative that are more accessible to customers anywhere. Apple says the virtual sessions of its popular product skill sessions are designed for those who are new to their device, have recently upgraded, or simply want to learn more on how to get the most out of their iPhone, iPad, or Mac. The sessions will cover hardware and software basics, tips for staying productive while working at home, and resources for going further with your devices. Apple began offering similar sessions in Australia in January for students preparing for the new term. That's because I believe most of Australian Apple stores are still very restricted on the number of people you can get in, so they're not actually doing any sessions in store, or I believe. 
Now, all virtual today at Apple Sessions include an interactive question and answer segment. Your voice, face and name won't be visible to other participants, but you can submit questions through the session chat. If you're using an iPhone or an iPad to join, download the Cisco Web Meetings app ahead of time to avoid missing the start of your session. Apple is also highlighting upcoming artists hosting sessions throughout March in collaboration with It's Nice That. The sessions are part of a new world series that celebrates the role of creativity in rebuilding a better world. Again, more in the show notes. Now, I don't have any gaming. Come back to me. But... I do have this little bit to do with gaming. Uh, so, it, this bit was interesting to me. I'll just get everything ready for the next thing. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I'll just... <clears throat> so, celebrating and congratulations to but 25 years of Pokemon. So, P25 Music presents Post Malone virtual concert experience. Post Malone's a singer, I found out. So check out the music and moments from our virtual concert experience with the Post Malone. Spot your favourite Pokemon. Hear your favourite Post Malone song. So while he's singing and cruising along, there's all these Pokemon going around. So because it's a virtual concert, he can be walking through the forest, etc., so, and yeah, it was interesting. Goes for about 13 minutes or so. Certainly worth a look. I don't know how long the real concert went because I actually missed that. Now, more entertainment. So our first one this week. So there she is again. Apple's favourite, a lot of people's favourite, Billie Eilish. Teaming up with Apple Music for a live performance ahead of the documentary debut on TV Plus. 9 to 5 Mac again. Billie Eilish and Apple have been collaborating for a few years now and the company announced today the artist is going to perform live on Thursday, Feb 25, see, in the Apple Music app, the Apple TV app and on YouTube. This comes before the premiere of the documentary on Apple TV Plus. The world's a little blurry. This event will include an exclusive performance and conversation with the artist, a discussion with director RJ Cutler and other surprises, says Apple. The live event will start at 6pm Pacific Time, United States Time, and will be available for stream for free through the Apple TV app, Apple Music app and Eilish's own YouTube channel. A meeting follow the event, The World's a Little Blurry, will debut on Apple TV Plus for all subscribers. So if you're into Billy, you can go and see her and look at the documentary she's already got. Yes. Our next one is Data Linked to You. No, that's not the one we're going for yet. Say so it's hard on your own. <laughs> Yes, so Google finally reveals the terrifying amount of data Gmail and YouTube collects on your iPhone. Now, BGR reminds us 
<clears throat> pardon me, that Apple's new iOS 14 privacy features sent shockwaves through the advertising industry last fall when they started rolling out. Apple will stop advertising from tracking users across the web and services, but it now forces developers to indicate all the personal data an app can collect and the purpose for the said data collection. iPhone and iPad will also force developers to ask permission to track users across apps and services. Facebook's massive attack on Apple in mid-December is proof that the privacy changes are a big deal for companies that make money out of highly personalised ads. Those ads are based on the data users allow Facebook, Google and others to collect about them in return for free access to the services. It's the kind of trade-off that works in the trade industry. But users might not be aware of the scope of data they give third parties access to. That's where Apple's app privacy labels in iOS 14 will help. Now there's an example on the screen at the moment and of course there's links in the show notes. So for example, data linked to you. The following data may be collected and linked to your identity. So this is in Gmart. Purchases, your location, your contact info, other people in your contacts list, your user content, your search history, other identifiers for yourself, your usage data, in other words, everywhere you go, diagnostics, and other data, which they don't even list, but obviously it's a lot. <coughs> Pardon me. So, yes. Um, pardon me just a minute. Ah, that cough. Still gone. What's our next one? Oh, now. There's been a bit of a rumour about some malware. So, Apple says it has already beaten new M1 Mac malware. TechRadar reports Apple has moved to squash the threat of another new malware strain threatening its own brand M1 Mac silicon devices. The malware, dubbed Silver Sparrow by researchers at security firm Red Canary, was thought to have already infected around 30,000 Apple M1 Macs, as well as targeting some earlier Intel-powered Macs too. However, Apple said it has now stepped in, telling Tech Radar Pro it revoked certificates for developer accounts used by the malware's creator to help deliver the malware packages onto victim devices. It's effectively stopping any new devices from being infected. Silver Sparrow was the second identified M1 Mac malware in a couple of weeks after an earlier threat was also uncovered, although this was found to be fairly standard adware. Red Canary had estimated that Silver Sparrow infected about 30,000 Mac OS computers in over 150 countries. It was flagged as a particular novel way that it used the JavaScript for execution. But then it wasn't doing anything after that. So that's... Now I've got an issue because it's not showing the rest of my uh, stories there. And I know I've got more stories, so just give me a sec while I get this sorted. I'm sorry. I'll just, instead of using it as the, um, I just have to open 
Get it done. I have to go down to my notes now. Sorry, everybody. It's a bit of a flop, isn't it? Notes. Because I do know I have more stories. <laughs> Here we go. Use JavaScript for execution, something the company said it hadn't previously encountered in other macOS malware. The malware calls a command and control server every hour from the infected machine to check for further instructions. Till now, the researchers haven't noticed the malware downloading any malicious payloads, which adds to the mystery of the malware's true intent. So it's just keeping an eye on everything. Now, here's a bit of history that we may not be aware of. Apple bought another company every three to four weeks for the last six years, Tim Cook says. Gizmodo reports part of its corporate acquisition spree. CEO Tim Cook told shareholders at a virtual meeting on Tuesday. According to Bloomberg, Cook said that, the Apple, that Apple has been buying small companies at a rate of about one every three to four weeks. Notable acquisitions for Apple in the last year alone include VRAR startups NextVR and Spaces, a weather app called Dark Sky, mobile payments, payments service MovieWave, and others. Apple has always tried to keep details of acquisitions in the dark, but prices in the hundreds of millions for some of the firms have been suggested. Apple reportedly bought 20 to 25 companies in the six months preceding May 29 alone. We're not afraid to look at acquisitions of any size, Cook told shareholders, according to MacRumors. Focus is on small, innovative companies that complement our products and help push them forward. Last year, Cook told CNBC that Apple had evaded antitrust questions about its buyouts because its strategy has been to buy companies where we have challenges and intellectual property and then make them a feature of the phone rather than simply taking over the competition. At a meeting on Tuesday, Cook also claimed that Apple, which soared to a $2 trillion market cap in 2020, somehow doesn't have a dominant position in any markets, which is interesting. You know, they'll say, we're not the biggest music company, we're not the biggest phone company, we're not the biggest computer company. You know, we're not the biggest services company. We're just the biggest company. So, <laughs> so anyway, some more how-tos. This is what we look forward to. Do you know you can use any Apple USB-C charger to fast charge your iPhone or iPad? It does not matter that the chargers are a lot bigger and have a higher wattage rating than the little charger Apple used to give you. Apple says the following iOS devices are compatible with 18, 20, 29, 30, 61, 87 and 96 watt adapters for fast charging. iPhone 8, 8 plus and later. iPad 12.9 first gen and later. iPad 11 first gen and later. iPad, 10 point, iPad Pro 10.5 
iPad Air 3rd generation and later, and iPad Mini 5th generation. Apple notes you can use its USB-C to lightning cable, or that a compatible third-party USB-C power adapter that supports USB power delivery, USB-PD, will also work like Anchor's Powerline series. So, yeah, the phone's only going to drag out as much as it wants. Not, it's not going to get 90, you know, 97 watts pumped into it. That's not the way it works. So, yeah, it'll just... You, you may have forgotten to bring your phone charger or you you can just use your stock charge in your Mac and plug your phone in if you need to. It's as simple as that. Now, how to delete all the messages, all old messages from your phone. I had to do this the other day because I was running low and um, running low on memory. So, I, you know, I had keep messages forever and I had, I had messages that were more than two years old. I wasn't going to, you know, you could sit there and go through one at a time, bang, 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 but we know how annoying that is. So I just went in and changed the settings. What a huge difference, and it took a couple of seconds to do this. So how to delete all the old messages from the phone, from your iPhone. Messages take up a lot of space in your iPhone storage because you've got, besides just the words, there's photos and that sort of stuff. So here's how to delete them all quickly and free up some gigabytes. Uh, now, in the particular example, the iPhone was carrying 2.2 gig of messages because it was set as a default to keep messages forever. Now, follow the simple steps to clear all your messages from your phone, and you do get choices. Open the Settings app, scroll down to Messages, and tap it. Under Message History, tap where it says Keep Messages. Now, here are the three options, 30 days, one year, and forever. Choose your first or second option. Confirm that you want to delete the old messages and attachments by tapping the delete button. Now, if you select the 30-day option, you'll delete the majority of messages on your phone and make substantial storage savings. If you want to finish the job, you can open the messages app, hit edit, select a small number of remaining conversations, and click delete. Now... Now, here's another really cool thing. This one here. Just go up to here. Hit that. Yep. Go over to this. Now, this is a little extra one. This is not a how-to. But the Mars rover landing last week, it had, in the parachute, it had a coded message. Uh, so when you were looking at it from... Because um, it showed pictures... From as it was going, being taken down the mast landing thing, the parachute was there, and so one of the group for the mission designed the message into the parachute design and announced it at a press conference after the landing. It took the internet, started by a father and son in Europe and England, six hours to decode and share it. Now, it does read two things. It reads, Dare Mighty Things and the coordinates of the landing. So, congrats to the whole team. Very clever, really simple way that they worked it all out. Just depends on what colour background it was and that sort of thing. And it was a, I think the parachute was 70 foot across, so it was a big parachute. And it had a camera pointing at it, obviously, just to make sure everything was all right during the landing.
So yeah, congrats to that team there. Well done. Something interesting, just a bit of fun that everybody got involved in. Because there were people all over the world working it out once they heard about it. Now, don't forget, we've got the show notes each link in the show upload. This week it'll be aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ372. There you'll see the last six weeks show notes. Uh, you can email Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxzone.com.au. Uh, now, however you're listening, whether it's Google, Apple, um, Spotify, whatever, if you could just go in and give us a rating, it'd be great. Or if you can go into Apple and just give us a rating at the Apple one, because that is still the most popular podcast player. Don't forget, Apple News, Aussie Mac Zone. I haven't done anything there for a while because there hasn't been any sort of Australian-based news at the moment. And thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners. And we normally do over design for the sign-off, but that's his speciality, so I'm not going to do that. But I'd just like to say, everyone, thank you again. Stay safe, and we'll talk again next week. Now I've got to go over here to branding and then go bang. <laughs>